Hertz has got it, wants to throw. Hertz setting up the screen. It is complete and blown up. Miles Sanders caught it. Malcolm Rodriguez was there waiting for him. That's a big play by Rodrigo. Welcome to the 20 Minute in the Huddle podcast uh, presented by Microsoft. P.J. Clark joins me as he does after every Sunday. And P.J., it was very fitting that that was a defensive play intro because for a second straight week, boy, that young Lions defense on the field late in the game, needing a stop. Justin Fields, Chicago, all game and being able to get big play after big play, kind of do what they want. But at the end, when you needed a play for the second straight week, that young Lions defense stepped up. How great is that? And it's the guys that you wanted to make plays yet again. No Malcolm today, but plenty of other young studs on the line. Plenty of young studs. And look, the Detroit Lions got it done. And look, it was a bunch of firsts, right? It was the first road win for Dan Campbell. Um, it was the first fourth quarter comeback of 14-plus points or um, since 1993. He's yeah, 98 games. They had never come back from a 14-point deficit in the fourth quarter. They did that today. And so, and look, now it's two in a row. And, and Dan Campbell and all these guys talked about, look, you got to stack wins together, right? If you're going to be relevant at the end of this month, you're going to be, you know, on the graphic in the conversation in December. In um, the hunt. You've got to start stacking some wins. And you can't get to three unless you get to two. And they got to two. And... Boy, what a great win for this football team on the road. Yeah, and, and it's just you got to keep on going. And next week is not going to be easy. Another road matchup against a probable playoff team. Another win for the Giants today as well. But this is the kind of, especially with the comeback and how it happened and the resiliency in the fourth quarter, I think, is really the, the stepping point from here. Yeah, the resiliency, that's a good word to use, too, because you enter the fourth quarter, you're down, right? And, and, and the uh, third quarter, the middle eight has been... Yeah. Was not good today, and no. was not. It was yeah, it was not good at all. But but look, you know, to to come back in the fourth quarter and and, and to win a game like this, sometimes you have to get the breaks too, yep. right? And and here's what Jared Goff said about that at the end of the game. No doubt, and I think uh, you know when Okuda made that play, it was kind of like oh we're we're back, you know we're 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 here now, and, and there was momentum was going their way before that. And I also think you know teams that continually win tend to get breaks or you know things go their way a little bit and um that happened today for us and both sides of the ball and uh you know that's not you know usually on accident sometimes it happens when you're in the right place or at the, doing the right thing you you get those breaks and you get those afforded to you and he's exactly right i mean you just look at some of the play you know penalties start out with right yeah. nine penalties 86 yards for chicago only two for 15 yards one of those was a huge one, Peach. Um, you know, the, the interception that Goff threw, um, you know, that, that ended up not being an interception because of a, of a, a it was hands, hands to the, the face, face, hands to the face penalty. And the very next play, DeAndre Swift with a nine-yard touchdown yep. run. Um, there was a, a breakout run down the left sideline that, that really could have maybe opened this game up for Chicago when they had a lead. A penalty brings that back. Um, you know, obviously the Jeff Okuda play. Uh, there was a fumble in the third quarter by Detroit that went right through a Chicago yep. you know, defender's hands and right back into Detroit's possession. The mixed extra point that ended up, 
you know, looming large. And so, you know, Jared's right. You know, when sometimes you just need a few breaks, right, to go your way. And so many times this season, the Lions haven't gotten those breaks. But but Sunday's a great example of if you do and 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 you make the plays when they're there and get those breaks, you know, you can, you can pull off a win. Exactly. And they, they took advantage, I feel like, of every time. You mentioned the interception and then immediately the fumble. And then on the Khalif Raymond end-around fumble, I believe, the next play was was even – you know, you got some positive yardage out of that. There was no, it didn't feel like it snowballed today, mm-hmm. like it has so many times before this year. Yeah, 100%. And then, you know, what a huge play by Jeff Okuda there in the fourth quarter. You know, you're, you're down 14, you just get a score, and now, you know, um, Fields in, in Chicago's looking to kind of run some clock, chew up some yardage, They're take looking that to put score on the to, board. Put, to put the yeah. game away. And then for Jeff Okuda to step up and, and make that play, return it 20 yards for a touchdown, his first pick six, his second career interception, man, that guy is playing really good football right now. That guy is is just, he's just active. He's yeah. everywhere. And you're getting to a point now where he has been so good this year that you're kind of like set it and forget on one side of the field. And whatever happens on the other side, you've got plenty of guys to rotate in at this point with the depth of Jerry Jacobs. And I thought Will Harris played pretty well again today, but – that right side, you're good with Jeff Okuda from now on. And and how great to say that, right? Because there were so many question marks the first two years, obviously with the injury, with the core muscle injury, only played 10 games as a rookie. And then, boom, you know, first week last year with the torn Achilles, and no one knew what Jeff Okuda would be yeah. after that injury. Some guys come back, some guys aren't the same player, especially on the outside where it's all speed and, and everything else playing the cornerback position. But, boy, credit to that young man. He put his head down. He just went to work. Um, and, and look, he's playing like a number three overall pick. There, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Yeah, and I mean, he is he is playing that good of football, and he is a big reason uh, why the Detroit Lions won the football game today in their three and six, and, and look, still in the playoff hunt. Yeah, still in the playoff hunt, and you mentioned number three pick. Uh, the number two pick from this year made that play happen. He Aiden Hutchinson snuffed out that screen to Cole Komet and was ready to go and kind of just instead of running at fields and opening up that lane for that throw to happen just kind of stood there and froze and froze fields eyes and he just had to throw it away and didn't get far enough out of bounds so as much as you know Akuda great return great awareness to to read the eyes of his former college teammate that was a big talking point on the the TV broadcast that, you know, those two wore number one together at Ohio State. But the Michigan guy was actually the one who made the play there. A little Michigan-Ohio State action uh, going Just on te- there, right? teasing it, right? Just what, we're like 10 days out at well, this we point? we got a couple weeks yet. They're not going to be friends in a few weeks. No, no. I asked Aiden if he's got any, um, you know, any, any – you know, bets coming up with Jeff. What is it? Decker. We got uh, Jonah, Jackson. Uh, Jonah Jackson. He said, man, I'm outnumbered. It's yeah. Like, it's like three to one in this locker yeah. room. But I'm sure he, you know, he's going to come up with oh, one. Those other guys I'm didn't sure. have a $23 million signing bonus. No. Jeff was close. Maybe. Jeff was close. But uh, there might be something involved there. But again, much like last week where you got a lot out of Kirby, getting, you know, the production that you did out of two and three today it was just phenomenal. And let's talk about the number four pick from last year, too. I mean, Amon Ross St. Brown. Yeah. Um, 10 catches, 119 yards, and um, became, look, he played in his 25th game today, became um, one of the top 10 receivers all time in terms of catches in the first 25 games. And look, he was feeling pretty good. We'll see. It, it looked like he got rolled on late yep. in the game, came out a little bit, and then what does Tom Kennedy do? Step Mr. in, in the slot and, and go 44 Mr. yards to set up that Tom touchdown. Kennedy. 
So uh, that was great to see. Obviously, you know, you'll monitor St. Brown. Now, he did come back into the game, had a crucial run that set up yep. um, the, the Jamal Williams winning touchdown there. That was a good point by you and something that I really liked, at least offensively today. I felt like Ben Johnson got in his bag a little bit. St. Brown had a carry out of the backfield and then had a couple catches out of the backfield. And when you open the game, that carry, I think, was on the first drive even. When you open the game with that as a threat, those routes out of the backfield are just there for you the whole game. And, and was, I think they used it really well. Yeah, excuse me, PJ. And it was obvious that you know he was feeling good. Yeah. You know, that he was back to being him. Just yeah. the way they used him early on. He was really, really active. Look, he's their best pass catcher. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, he's their guy, especially with DJ Shark and, and Josh Reynolds out. Um, you know, the, the excitement keeps building for, for JMO to come back, but I think we're still, you know, a few weeks away from that. And so as of right now, it's St. Brown and, and you've got to get the football to your best players and I, any I, way you can. Yeah. And I think you're getting kind of the way this is going, at least Khalif Raymond had a huge catch on third down on an absolute, one of the best balls golf through today it was unbelievable, but you're getting, when you get these auxiliary Khalif Raymond, Tom Kennedy, James Mitchell had a catch today. Brock Wright caught a touchdown. When you get these guys, you know, kind of elevating the the water, Jamos just going to come back in and, and be a threat because everybody else is a threat at this point. You know, I want to go back to Jeff a little bit because we talked to him after the game and, and that was such a crucial moment in the game. Let's set up what they talked about on the sideline before that play. Um... You know, it was, it was honestly a crazy moment. Um, and obviously, we were down two scores, and uh, uh, it was a it was a play that you know, you know on the sideline we're saying you know we got to get a turnover. One of you guys got to be the guys to change the course of this game. So I mean, I took I took a lot of pride in uh, creating that play for our defense. And that you know, and it, it's like we talk about with these young guys like uh, uh, um, Josh Pascal, like um, Aiden Hutchinson making the play that you talked about, like um, Kirby Joseph. Know, with a couple of interceptions last week, it, it's just been around, but he hasn't played a lot of football. And so I, I still consider him in that mix of young guys. Yep. You know, when you haven't played, what, this is his 20th right around there? Yeah, 20th something like game, that. Something like that. He's got maybe a full season under his belt in a couple games. He's still a young guy, and, and now we're seeing him making plays and becoming a shutdown guy, and, and, and Kirby's developing into a playmaker, and Aiden is starting to – understand the game a little bit. It's starting to slow down. And I think that was a good point by you about recognizing that screen, right? It was just like last week when he recognized the tight end tackle. Yep. And granted, it was an underthrown football, but he's starting to recognize it. He's starting to see the field in front of him. It was very him. similar to last it's week. It's starting to slow down for him. And I think when that, that, that when that happens, all of a sudden, boom, you can start to play a little bit faster. Something, something turns on and clicks and um, it, it's good to see that those young guys are, are starting to make a lot of plays. Another younger guy, the, I feel like a lot of the defense is young, but big game from Julian O'Quarra today. Yeah. Just, you know, and that's a guy you needed that has a lot of speed off the edge that you needed in there today to kind of set, contain, and take advantage of the field spots where he's dancing around. And yeah, he scored the touchdown, which was unbelievable. But Julian O'Quarra came up when needed twice, coming around high effort sacks. Yeah, definitely. Good to see him, too. Um, still some things to work on, obviously. I mean, Justin Fields, 13 carries, 147 yards, two touchdowns. 
Um, they had a blown coverage. I thought they had done a, a good job last week limiting those, um, but they had a blown coverage on defense that led to a 50-yard Colcomlet touchdown. So, look, you, you love the win, right? You love going on the road and everything we talked about with the first. But there's still plenty to clean up. But, boy, it's a lot easier to clean stuff up when you feel good about yourself on a Monday, right? Yeah, Jason? and I think, again, like we talked about it even after the season opener when you had fields and the running quarterback was not something you had seen at that point. And the Eagles certainly took advantage. And the Bears did today as well. But next week you have another running quarterback in Daniel Jones. And you see what happened this week. And now maybe with the momentum of the win, it's a little bit easier to clean up before you got to go do it again on Sunday. You know, I think it helps when you go – back-to-back on that, too. Now, Daniel yeah. Jones obviously isn't as dynamic as Justin, but but look, he can hit you for 100. Yeah. He, he's shown that. Um, and, and you know, going from week one with a really good rushing quarterback, Geno a little bit in there yeah. week four, and then all of a sudden... Boom, and not a healthy Dak that was not running like he usually would. Either. Yeah, and then week 10... So I think that's a little bit different. I think seeing those guys back to back, I think it's a good point by you that that could, that could help them a little bit. That that game plan is you're fresh just in that mode. Now. Your, your run lanes, all that responsibility, discipline was the key word from Aaron Glenn last week. So you know all those things I think are fresh, and it's obviously going to be another really big test there at seven and two. They look pretty good. They won again today. Um, you know what do they got to do next week to to come away with three in a row and two in a row on the road? That would be kind of rarefied territory here in 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 past years. Yeah, and it's another dynamic kind of rushing attack that you have a superstar running back and Khalil Herbert was was very good today. Montgomery didn't have as much even run as I thought he would. I think he only had nine carries, but you know Saquon and Daniel Jones, both of those guys can hit you. And yeah, their their receiving core might be much maligned, but they are winning games and different guys are catching the ball for them and scoring touchdowns. But you got to focus on, like you said, those run lanes and that game plan that honestly, I would imagine is probably pretty similar to what you put out there today and you came away with the win. So you got to do it again next week. All right. You almost beat Minnesota week three. You saw what Minnesota did on Sunday, yep. beating Buffalo in overtime. I think they're, they've, they're kind of proving they're the real deal. And, and that's one you probably think you let slip away. Yep. One of the other teams that are top of the NFC right now, you know, Philadelphia, obviously, the top team, close. 38, 35, you played them close, and now you get a chance at the New York Giants, who are 7-2, and two, who are right there, also going to be you know one of those top teams in the NFC. So are you for real? Yeah. Are you for real if you're the Detroit Lions? I think you look at yourself and be like, okay, hey, you know, we think our record should be better than it is. I think most people probably do. Well, now we get an opportunity to go on the road and prove that. If we win three in a row, I think now we're part of the conversation and maybe get one of those last spots with – you know, you look at the schedule moving forward and, and, and some of the opportunities at home. And so I think this is a huge game coming up for them to prove that 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 are are we are we legit? Are we in that conversation? Should we be in the conversation in the NFC? I think if you can go play really well and have a chance to win in New York. Um, you know, I think you deserve to be on the graphic there and we'll see what happens the last month of the year. And I think to your point is is you said you have a lot of these opportunities coming up at home and you played Obviously, you're getting Minnesota at home again. But the only top NFC team that you've played at home so far is Philly, and that was week one. You were at Minnesota, and you played them close. You were at Dallas. You're going to be at the Giants. Like, all of these, you're going to come back to the safe haven of Ford Field where you're coming off a win at home against, you know, the Packers and go from there when you have an opportunity. Obviously, the Bills are a different beast than probably every other team at this point, but... But they're not susceptible to losing. Not susceptible to losing. Is that their third loss this week? Yeah. So, so I mean. You can, short week. 
at home. Crowd. Josh Allen maybe isn't feeling the best. Yeah, crowd's going to be crazy. Yeah. And then you got Minnesota, a team that you've played close, and Jacksonville that has not the record, at least. Is, I think they've played pretty well, but the record isn't what they want it to be you either. you got Carolina who struggled. you got Chicago at home. And so, I mean, look, you know, go win some games against some good teams and put yourself in the conversation. Right? You're almost through the gauntlet at this point. So just get through it next week. You know, get that win on the road and you're, you're coming back to home and, and, you know, theoretically things might be a little easier with three straight home games there. Well, we will see. We will certainly have it all covered for you in Allen Park. He is PJ Clark. I am Tim Twentyman. We'll have another 20 minute in the huddle podcast midweek like we always do. We'll be breaking down uh, Giants-Lions. We'll have a player on. Uh, we'll have somebody for key matchups. And so we'll have it all covered for you guys it's good to be talking about wins. Oh, it's a couple great weeks to be talking on, right? about wins. Thirty-one thirty, Detroit Lions go on the road, get the first win in the Dan Campbell Detroit Lions head coaching era, and head back to Allen Park to get ready for the New York Giants next Sunday.